From WBNE. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And that was Pee Wee Herman, and I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today's uh, Monday. And this is Bacon and Eggs. So go to a Star Wars. And ride a Rancor. Because today we're bringing you the Book of Boba Fett. Ethan, we're talking Book of Boba Fett, episode seven, in the name of honor. This is directed by our boy Johnny Faves, John Favreau. Uh, it came out on February 9th, 2022, which is six days ago as of this recording. So we're, we've let it settle a little bit. It got off 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, I haven't let it settle that long. I did just watch it last night. Okay. Um, you remember that episode? Not that episode. You remember that level of Halo 2 where you have to fight the hunters in the streets of the city. Yeah, that's like the second episode or second level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the the closest thing that will. This was the closest thing we'll ever get to a movie of that part of that game. What? Where it's just like big bad enemies over and over and over again. Yeah, just like you go through like a firefight in like you know a part of a town that has been specifically cleared out for a military engagement, and at the end there are these two big big some bitches. Lots of guns on top of them. And you, a guy in, in armor, has to, to, to face them down. To face them down. Only you don't get a rancor. You do not get a rancor. That is true. You get a machine gun. Yeah. Ethan. No rancors, though. Zero. There what are no rancors. Of, what do you think of, of this finale and of the series as a whole? Um, I did sort of think that this was a, a fairly weak end. It, like, it was a fun episode, but it just was not... It wasn't really anything. It was so forced, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, it wasn't really anything. Like, yeah, I felt like the first half of the series, it was like, oh, we're doing this thing with the Tuscans. We're it, really getting some deep character development. Right, and that and the, the, the thing with the Tuscans never came back right. in any we meaningful way. The, we see him use the gaffy stick, and that's how he feeds, defeats Cad Bane. That was cool. I'm much more sold on Cad Bane in this episode than I was in the last one. Really? I think, yeah, I think the guy sort of got a little bit more chance to... to to talk and do the thing and i, I kind of got it man on i still would have much preferred bane. if they just like got sam elliott to do it on or like cad bane i'm your boba fett you my are teeth, a they're killer. too big for my mouth yeah and then he and then he stabs him with the gaffy stick that was cool there was lots That's of moments cool. where i was watching and i was like oh that was fun that was cool you just wrote a rancor yeah when like when when dinjarin flies on top of the rancor and like pulls it off the building i was like that was cool i mean it doesn't work and he gets his butt whipped here's my thing but that about was cool when he Temora when he Morrison. gives baby yoda the the when he gives grogu the ball back i was like oh, oh man was so that sweet. was a good that was a good moment there was a there was a a part of me that thought grogu was gonna get the metal ball and use that as a weapon, like yeah. force pushing and force pulling it, and like knocking people around with it. I th yeah, I was like, man, this is going to be a really cool kind of application of the force. And then that—that's not what happened, and that's fine. Like, it didn't have to happen. So, but. if you told me that this was going to go down where there was like not a battle, then that would have been cool. And if you told me there was going to go down where there was a big epic, you know, space war battle, that would have been cool. It feels like we just kind of got like halfway between. Oh, I felt Oh, you mean like in space, like slave one. No, 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 no. Just fire. like it wasn't it wasn't as epic. I, I I'm cool with it being in the in the trenches in Mos Espa. But it just wasn't as cool as I feel like it could have been. It all felt 
real kind of it felt like the ending of a different show first of all well so yeah like the whole second half of this show was very like cockamamie almost i like what are we doing yeah they had a they had a pretty straightforward through line going where they're like flashback flashback modern stuff flashback modern stuff and they were just like these three episodes are about Din Djarin, or two episodes or whatever, and then this one, it all comes together. But it didn't really all come together. No, I didn't. It came together like well we, enough. Yeah, but I didn't. One, when they originally blew up the cantina, I wasn't like, oh no, I didn't feel like we ever got to a point as the audience to like understand what the cantina did for him. Right. I understand that they paid him, but it was like, is that the only business in town? Like, I don't understand. Well,. You know, they're just sort of, like, fairly innocent bystanders, right? Like, Right, but they're also not. Like, we've seen Freetown where there truly are innocent bystanders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like everybody in Mos Espa is, you know, if you end up in that spaceport, you know, not only so many gin joints, right? Right. Like, you know, you're probably a bad dude, but and like, that's kind of the point. Garza Flip didn't deserve to get blown up. Garza Flip, was that the pretty Twilight lady? Yeah. Yeah, obviously not. I wanted to get to know her. Yeah, same. I wanted more. I didn't. Max didn't deserve to get blown up. The keyboard player? Max Rebo? Yeah. I know. Max Rebo didn't deserve that. She was like, hit it, Max. I was like, that's one of the best moments ever in Star Wars. Because they're acknowledging the jizz, right? Like, right. <laughs> they're like, we have jizz. We have jizz. <laughs> We're going to do something with it. We're going to do something with it, right? Because George Lucas made space jazz and chose to call it jizz. Let's, so let's be 100% gonna... clear about that. That is not something Tyler and I are just saying. Somebody's going to clip out the soundbite of us just going, we have the jizz. <laughs> <laughs> there was jizz on, everywhere. On, I'm picking an eggs out of context. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, that is the Zanzari comedy bit where he talks about the... the <laughs> The sign language interpreter that had to interpret jizz everywhere. That's so good. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like Max Rebo deserved better. Yeah, um, and if he was gonna die, I, I would prefer like a more Admiral Akbar send off. You know, for sure, uh, for sure. But like, so here's my thing about this episode: is it felt like they took a whiteboard, right, and wrote a bunch of cool moments. They were like. Boba rides across the top of the city on a rancor. You know, Din Djarin pulls the rancor off the building. Grogu lulls the rancor to sleep. Chrysanthemum shows up after, you know, being obviously killed on screen, dragging like eight dudes on him. Right. Chrysanthemum somehow beats this And then gets shot like 85 times and doesn't die. They wrote a whiteboard full of like cool Star Wars moments. One and of the mods does a spin move. Yeah, John Favreau took that whiteboard and just walked out in the desert and was like, "We're filming today. We have to wrap we're, this shoot today. We're doing it now. We're, we're doing, doing it, it now." But but but, sir, the 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 script isn't. I don't need a script. I need cool space moments. And it is full of cool space. It's moments. full of cool space moments, right? Like this, this is a, it is an episode entirely full of gifs, one after the other. Yeah. And yeah, I, uh, I want to make it very clear. I didn't dislike this episode. I didn't love it, but I didn't dislike it. It's just it is like this was. Let me I watched the, it last night, and I can already feel the details, the finer points, just evaporating from my brain. To me, yeah. I mean, I watched it like a week ago. Imagine being me right now. Uh, I, can, I literally can't. Uh, to me, one of the 
let's let's not rag on it so much. One of the most challenge, one of the biggest things we talked about on this show is Temuera Morrison versus Dinjar and 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 um, Pedro Pascal on screen and their like abilities as an actor. I didn't think it was going to be bad until this episode where Pedro Pascal had to play a support character. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, man, you are way, way better at this and way, way more interesting. Better. Right. And like, man, every now and then I got to imagine they were just like, hey, Ming-Na Wen, say that line again, but awful. Really you know, poorly Like really, really Hayden Christensen it up here. I feel like he can't be mean to her, though. I mean, I don't want to be mean to her, but like when she's like, there's a lot of money to be made from that orange powder. I was like, wow, that was one of the worst delivered lines in the history of acting. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. It, it it's not it's not because she is a woman or a woman of color. I love her in this show. I love this this character, and I just constantly I'm like, it feels like they're they're pulling her back to like I don't know. I don't want to say this about about the creators of the show, but it feels like they're they're pulling her back to try to like let other people shine. Yeah, because she's clearly not like a bad actor, especially not a bad voice actor. Yeah, she was Mulan, right? Yeah, so like she's got the delivery. Never once have I been watching the OG Mulan and been like, yeah, sure was real awkward how she said that line. But yeah, there's there have been there have been moments, especially between when they just talked to each other, been moments through this whole show where like I'm just taken straight out of it by by the acting, which is never what yeah. you want, you know? Because when 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 Pedro Pascal's talking, I'm in, I'm all in, right? Hundred percent. I I wish I could put my finger on. You just Why? you just did put your finger on it actually because you just said uh, Timur Morrison and Din Djarin, and that's all you need to do to explain. But like, I guess I guess to me like Din Djarin, his two seasons right two and a half now with these little bonus Short, episodes. Yeah, every bit of wow that was really badass or wow that was a really cool like thing that you did. It felt so worked for and so earned, and it was like oh he flew off on the jetpack and he barely made it and it's this kind of thing where you get to look into his story and see that all these great moments aren't so fantastical you know what i mean they're right. not like oh he just showed up and whooped ass it was right. like man he was really in the trenches there he tamed the the mud horn it's like he yeah. barely even did that he gets credit for something grogu did right but with Boba Fett, it's like, hey, uh, do you want to ride a Rancor? Cool. We will give you absolutely no on-screen training with that. You're None. just going to do it. We and hired Danny Trejo out. to be the Rancor trainer and never came back to it. Right. And like, and it's just going to work. Like, it's just going to happen. Or, you know, like, Din Djarin goes out and he gets the, the little wrist cannons. What are they called? The fireflies or something? Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, that was like this really cool extra weapon he was able to build. And, you know, he's only going to get to use it once, but people will tell the story of this forever. And he uses it, and it's so satisfying. And then with Boba Fett, it's like, yep, and then I, I fired my jetpack at yeah. the bad guys. It's like, okay. Well, the so only this... thing satisfying is the is the gaffy stick. Yeah. I mean, that was super cool, right? Like, this doesn't yeah. feel like a fair ending for the Boba Fett that we got in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. And this also doesn't feel like a fair ending for the Boba Fett that we got in the first three and a half episodes of this season. Right. Right. Like, I, I wanted to like this show so bad. Like, I have been in defense of it the whole time where other people have been like, yeah, you know, this show's Steve. I don't know why you'd be like, oh, man, episode five is so cool. It's just season, you know, Mandalorian season three, episode zero. And, like, it frustrates me that they couldn't pull it back together in a way that that's not the case. Right. It is season three, episode zero. Right, and it frustrates me. Advancements it, it, in the Din Djarin story that we didn't ask for or expect, 
We obviously wanted, but we didn't. I mean, we get more character development, honestly, from Din Djarin and Grogu than we did from Boba Fett. This is a huge crossroads for Din Djarin and Bro Grogu. Yeah. It's like, he's not going with Luke anymore. But you gotta think. Think about this from a viewer's perspective. Suppose you watched Mando, and you were just like, no, nah, I don't have time for Book of Boba Fett, and you never watch it. It just becomes a show that you don't watch. We get to season three of Mandalorian. And they're flying around in a Naboo starfighter. And and Luke is, like, not part of the narrative after, at the end of season two, taking Grogu off. Oh, certainly, that, that we will get back to Luke in some way. Yeah, I mean, Mark Hamill's like, yep, I will do Luke. Right, that, they're not just gonna, <laughs> Luke's not just gonna let that one go, right? Right. I was surprised we didn't have a conversation, although the, the, the scene where the X-Wing shows up at, uh, at the spaceport and, like, Grogu peeks his head out, I was like, man, that was, that was a good moment. That was a good moment in Star Wars. How great would it have been if we got to see Luke and Din fighting with the Darksaber and the Greensaber against this, I don't even remember the name of the Spice Traders. The against Pike them. Syndicate. Pike Syndicate. That's kind of a cool name. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. Uh, but that's like, A, that requires Luke to go back to Tatooine voluntarily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't do that. Two, um, it's just sort of like against, because like, because, you know, the sequels did happen, right? Like, sort of against Luke's vibe. Yeah. And it also, think about this, if that was the ending of the Book of Boba Fett, it would be like, okay, well... Well, and, and we gotta remember Boba the shine there. <laughs> this is this is what I think people are not necessarily forgetting, but also not necessarily giving credence to. Like Luke isn't particularly a good guy right now. Correct. You know that is he's, a he's not on the side of the New Republic. He's on the side of the Jedi Order, which he is trying to form outside of the New Republic. Outside of the New Republic. And also, like, you know, as much as the Knights of Ren were a bad thing, we do clearly see that Kylo had a point. Did he? In leaving, yeah. I mean, Luke, he didn't raise his weapon. He D Did he, though? So that scene shows up three times in The Last Jedi. Yeah. And the third time is the, like, this is what actually happened. And I believe he ignites his saber, but he doesn't lift it. And then he cuts it off. Yeah, but, like, Luke is not... This is not episode four Luke that we're dealing with here. No, this is Jedi Master killed his own father. Yeah, right. Like, it's it's not... Like, it's easy to look at him as fresh-faced, you know, scruffy nerf herder, but it's, he, he's I, not. What do you think of the CGI face thing? Uh, it, it's pretty good, honestly. It is pretty good. My only thing is he looks younger than Mark Hamill did in episode six. That's fair. That's fair. That's my only thing. Yeah, I mean... You're not wrong. You know, there was six real-life Earth years between those movies. Right. In, like, a sort of prime aging spot for that character, or that actor. Yeah. Um, so I definitely I get that they're going for more recognizable Luke with the CGI. Oh, for sure. Or, or have we considered that Luke's a scroll? <laughs> I think we have considered that Luke's a I think a we did actually consider that last week. Yeah, because I talked about how Ben Mendelsohn couldn't possibly play Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it was just it, it was a, it was a cool episode, right? It was um, pretty decent redemption uh, uh, for the Power Ranger biker gang. Honestly, I don't know, man. I'm still so not sold on these bad boys. I mean, that's fair, but like that the 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 one girl goes off and like takes the sniper with her, and they do battle together, and it was cool. It was a cool moment. Yeah, I mean. But that's another group where instead of giving me an episode from The Mandalorian, give me an episode that like genuinely explores this backstory. Right. Just give me a third season of The Mandalorian alongside of it. That's totally fine. Right. But like, who are the mods? Why do we care about them? 
other than well, no. Their- hey, and here's the thing, Tyler. I this is what um this is what you're gonna have to learn. Not you're gonna have to learn, but this is this is I don't know what I'm saying. They people don't care about them. People hate them. I know they do because they don't know anything. Like not, the, not people don't know anything. The but. mods have made people so angry at this show. I'm not angry. I, angry is the wrong word for me. Angry is the wrong word for you. True, but like I, I, I've personally I know this take is out there. Personally I, talked to five or six people that were like, "I'm done with the show. I'm not going to watch it anymore." They missed out. This is a worth. Well, no, worth I think they. Episode. I think they immediately came back to it after episode four. Well, yeah, because you know, I it almost makes me wonder. Huh. Makes me wonder, is there an episode five and six that we missed? It sure feels like it. You know, that like they released these first four episodes and it was like a game time decision to be like, uh, because uh, right, it's, like, it's like the Pokemon thing where you, you put the wrong variable in and suddenly you're playing Pearl instead of Diamond. Right. <laughs> well, like, imagine this. You're watching the show and all of a sudden in episode seven, Din Djarin shows up with Grogu in a Naboo Starfighter. And you're like, what? How did this happen? So much developed. I can't wait to learn. And I would have been like, happened. and I would have been like, yeah. If, if you, at the end, you play Din Djarin will return in season three of The Mandalorian. Yeah. And that was the only view we get. I think you have, I mean, I don't really think they need to sell people on watching season three of The Mandalorian, but like, that's, that's a good pull right there. Right. You know, what you just said is it's one of those moments where, like, it's kind of better than what actually happened. Well, that's what makes me think, like, did they just scrap two episodes of this show and have... It, it, it feels like they must have. Yeah. It, like, it, it, like, they had to have. Because I don't see any reason for this show and Mando to overlap as much as they are. Well, I, and I don't know if I'm, like, if this is a Mandala effect or I'm making it up or what, but I swear to God, when they first announced the Book of Boba Fett... They were going to run concurrently. I don't think that's real. I think maybe you read a headline that said the narratives run concurrently. No, I remember a headline, a, a, a an article that was like, Disney announces Book of Boba Fett, promises that it will run for four weeks, and then run alongside The Mandalorian. Huh. Which, en- which ended up being literally exactly where they would have crossed paths. Right. So, and, and I know that Mandalorian Season 3 has been delayed. Well, I don't maybe know why. Maybe this show was delayed. What? I said maybe this show was delayed. Uh, I don't think so, because it's out. I know, but like, suppose they filmed, you know, those four episodes, and then they were like, oh, we were delayed, but for whatever reason, Mando was able to film. I don't think this is actually what happened. I think what was released is exactly what they intended to release. It's just... Yeah, I just can't make sense of why they intended it this way. Right. Really, it's the first, it's the first step, not wrong, but the first kind of weird step for this entire team since Disney Plus was launched. Yes. But it is not the first weird step for like Star Wars on Disney. A lot of people didn't like the sequels. Obviously we did. So we're not part of that. Uh, Although even Rise of Skywalker, I don't, I wouldn't put my probably top five, uh, and that makes me sad because I, I really wanted to like that. I swear, I, I I think the more we talk about it and the more that, um, the more we get into these shows and stuff, I cur- I think at the moment I would rather watch literally any other Star Wars movie than The Rise of really? Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, it's got some of my favorite Star Wars moments in it. I don't disagree with you there, but like, it's, that's just a gut reaction, right? Like, and well, I think part I- of it is because it's the one I'm the least familiar with, but... 
Like there's no there's no comfort to it at all, other than the fact that I know it it is is Star Wars. It it is very much like I'm watching a new movie. I'm watching a new movie. I've still only seen it the one time. So let me, if you've been listening to this show from the start, I think when we first started this show was before the prequel Renaissance, and I was like a huge prequel advocate. And then we made a video pretty early on called "Why Are the Star Wars Prequels Bad." Yeah, we did. And because we, I remember sitting down and being like, we're thinking about doing video content. Let's just pick a topic that is universally agreeable just so that we can like kind of, yeah, just like practice. What would this look like? How does, how does it feel to sit on camera and things like that? And that video is terrible. Uh, I have not gone back and watched it. I don't think I will. I it, honestly, if we pull it, I won't be upset. I don't think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, for posterity. No, screw that. <laughs> uh, but um, I remember being somebody who like very much defended the prequels in like a sincere but ironic way. Like I really enjoy them and I love the nostalgia. But then once Disney got really involved and started releasing these movies and these shows and the like resurgence of like the prequels were always the best. I was just like, shut up. It's not no, true. They- it has never been true. It's still not true. Like you can love the prequels. You have to understand though that like. The Phantom Menace is, for the most part, unwatchable. Yes. Attack of the Clones. Especially if you're sitting down... Like, I hate being the, like, film bro that says this. But, like, if you're sitting down to watch the film from, like, a critical perspective, it is god-awful. Yeah. And that's a totally different approach, I think, than sitting down to just watch it because that's so wizard, Annie, you know? And I think... Right. I think but, like, we lose the thread on that sometimes where I think we should lean more into the fandom and less into the, the critical view. And I think other times we lean too much the other way. Anyway, that's all. The thing is, is like I we sit down and watch a movie and then talk about it every week. We'd have to for me to detach to the point where I'm not going to be like, this is not a, a story. Like you, you forgot to write pieces of it. Mm-hmm. I would have to stop watching movies for months. Right. Because it's like it's not it's not plot holes. I can deal with plot holes. I don't care about plot holes. It is just lack of plot. It's like right. it's not. Oh, you know, there's a thing that, that shouldn't work this way. It is just a, it is a hole in the plot. They just, they jump cut the story. Right. They were like, well, we do these cool transitions so we can just do whatever we want. It's not true. And like this, and I, you know, I don't want to be the guy that calls it back to CGI, right? But like the CGI in Attack of the Clones may be the worst ever. Yes. May legitimately be the worst CGI ever. Um, the exception of the original Dune movie. Every now and then the scene, the, the scene <laughs> where they're fighting in the, um, in the laser, in the laser shields comes up like across my radar. And I'm like, man, that is, that is, they look like Minecraft dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway that's my thoughts on book of Boba yeah, dude, Fett. so want- just like if you love the prequels just love the prequels right but stop trying to pretend like stop trying to be a hipster where there aren't hipsters right you didn't always and if you always like the prequels congratulations but like you do know people hated them for a long time right and it's fine we can we can turn around on them but like it the the history that doesn't remember is destined to repeat right yes if we pretend which is, like which is the, indication that the sequels will be universally adored. Oh, definitely, 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 a hundred thousand percent. Ten, ten years from now, especially if they stop making movies, ten years from now, the Rise of Skywalker will be seen as the epitome. Because you're doing the same damn thing right now with Return of the Jedi, where you're like, I think Return of the Jedi might be my favorite Star Wars movie, and it's just not. That is just take that you can't sustain forever. I you simply what, can't. What is my favorite Star? You Wars won't movie. come back. But that's the thing is, you won't continue to come back to it the most forever. You simply will not. 
It's a, it, it, but it's the same deal because it is the third movie in a trilogy, right? And you're never going to sit down. You're never going to sit down and go, you know what I want to watch right now? Return of the King. Right. You you have to ever, watch Fellowship. Ever. It's just not going to be. You can, you can be as in Star Wars as you want. You can be like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Empire Strikes. I mean, I'm going to watch Return of the Jedi right now because that's what I'm craving. Man. Ewoks. It's really what I'm craving right now. And that's fine, right? But you can, there's a mindset associated with that. And it'll come around to Rise of Skywalker 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I think, obviously, if they keep with TV shows, and like you said, stop doing movies, then there will definitely be an adult who is 10 right now who is like, I actually really just prefer when they made movies. I'm not really interested in the TV shows and stuff. But the original the original 11, those are perfect. Right. And then I'll be, I'll be sitting there, you know, 55 years old on this damn podcast being like, I remember telling you people that the Dave Filoni cartoons were the best Star Wars content that's ever been made. <laughs> You're going to be wrong about that. <laughs> because we're all just, we all just lie. We all just lie about it, right? Like, right. <laughs> uh. the, the fundamental tenet of hipsterism is that you're full of shit at all times. Is that you are lying not only to yourself, but to other people. And on the topic of hipsters, I do think we should move into our weekly movie review. So that's my thoughts on the book of Boba Fett, Ethan's thoughts on the book of Boba Fett, and uh, we'll we'll come back with Kenobi. Moon Knight. Moon Knight is next. I believe. Whichever one is next. I believe it is Moon Knight and then Kenobi. Perhaps at the same time, because they really hate us. Uh, yeah, if that's the case, we're just going to have to pick one. <laughs> or we just, for, for those six odd weeks, we just transition to entirely Disney Plus content. All TV shows. All TV shows. Bacon and Eggs, a Disney Plus lovers podcast. This next movie we're talking about is definitely not on Disney Plus. Definitely not on Disney Plus. Anyway, deuces.